the Lord has graciously allowed me to have a strong passion for evangelism, uh, starting at a very young age. And I've been far from uh, good at it or uh, perfect at it. I fail many times and and opportunities that the Lord has given me to uh, make excuses and not do it. But I was encouraged by Chris's devotional uh, on Wednesday on the gospel. And what I wanted to do was follow up with actually my Sunday school message from this past Sunday, was, which was how do we respond to the gospel and what is our calling in regards to the gospel after we have received it. And so I'm going to walk through four brief points. I consider our command, our consideration, our Christ, and then our call. And so the first is a very well-known command, and that would be the Great Commission from Matthew 28. And Jesus came to his disciples and he spoke to them saying, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. And then he says, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, or behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. So these are uh, the last words of Christ here on earth. He gathers his disciples together and he gives them a final command. And of course, we would understand very often that the final words of somebody are to be considered uh, strongly, and and our Lord and Savior, before he ascended to heaven, gathered his disciples and gave them this commission. And of course, as we look at the history of the church and Acts, we understand that this commission is for all believers, uh, for us 2,000 years later, and that this is uh, really, if you boil down the Christian life, of course, uh, you know, Many things could be said. Of course, we are to eat and drink to the glory of God. So whatever we do, we're doing it to the glory of God. Uh, The will of God for us is our sanctification, right? As Thessalonians says. But really, the the overarching purpose here on earth uh, with alongside of glorifying God is, of course, to be sharing the gospel with those around us, to see uh, the Lord use his word to make disciples um, as it's preached through us. And uh, I think it's in 1 Corinthians 5, if I'm remembering correctly, Paul points out that as we are sharing the gospel, that God is making an appeal through us on, and uh, as he draws people to Christ. And this is our command. But it's very easy for us to forget this command. It's very easy for us to um, just allow this to slide to the back burner. So I want us to consider some questions that Paul gives us in Romans 10. And of course, you all know this passage well as well, but in verse 14, building off of these incredible statements of the gospel, that whoever believes in their heart and confesses with their mouth that Jesus is the Christ, that he died, that he rose from the dead, they will be saved, that God does not disappoint, that all are welcome because God does not hold uh, partiality. He is the same Lord overall, and that uh, whoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then he asks this question, how then are they to call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without a preacher? And so we need to consider the seriousness of the Great Commission. And the seriousness of the Great Commission is this. If we do not fulfill the Great Commission, then these individuals who are lost cannot call upon the name of the Lord and become disciples of Jesus Christ. And uh, 
you have been placed in the location that you are with your family, with your neighborhood, with your job for a reason. God has placed you there with maybe difficult people or an unsafe family or an unsafe spouse or unsafe children, unsafe coworkers. And your purpose there is yes, to live to the glory of God, but as you're living to the glory of God, to be sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, that they may be able to hear so that they can believe, so that they can call and be saved. And now I want to connect this, though, with the prayer meeting. Why, uh, why am I bringing this up for a devotional in a prayer meeting? Well, turn over, would you, with me to Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1, this would be uh, considering our Christ. So we have our command, our consideration of the lost people not being able to believe unless they hear. Uh, And then let's consider our Lord and Savior, our Jesus Christ. In Mark chapter 1, in verse 35, it says, And early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up. He left the house and went away to a secluded place, and he prayed there for a time. And Simon and his companions eagerly searched for him, and they found him and said to him, everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, let's go somewhere else to the towns nearby, so that I may also preach there, for this is why I came. And he went into their synagogues preaching throughout Galilee and casting out the demons. And we see an example given to us by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, God in human flesh. He spent time in prayer. He went early in the morning, secluded, um, while everyone else, out, everyone else was still sleeping. And he went and he prayed. And if you look at the context, uh, it doesn't say it explicitly, but I think there's an understanding here. When his disciples come and his agenda is set for the day, what is Jesus going to do that day? He's going out and he is preaching. I think we can read into the context there that Jesus was spending time in prayer before he went about preaching. And how much more, if our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, God in human flesh, devoted himself to prayer, that he might go and preach, uh, how much more do we need to do so? How much more do we need to be bathing ourselves in prayer before we go and preach the gospel? And I use the word preach the gospel, not as in standing in the pulpit. Not all of us can do that, right? Uh, Not all of us are gifted to do that necessarily. Not all of us are able to do that according to scripture, but we are all called to go and preach the gospel, right? Uh, To be evangelists, to share the gospel with those in need. And that's what I'm referring to as I use the word preach here. So lastly, I want us to consider our call and what scripture commands us to do in relationship to these examples and commands that we've considered. So you'll find that in Colossians 4. In Colossians 4, we have Paul writing a letter, of course, to Colossae, the believers there, the church there, and he commands them to do something in verse 2. He says, devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. Now, again, I don't want to read into the text something that's not explicitly there too much, but this is a very simple and clear and biblical truth. The only foundation of which we have for thankfulness is the gospel of Jesus Christ, correct? 
So as Paul is commanding these believers in Colossians 4, 2, he's saying, devote yourselves to prayer. Keep uh, alert in it. How are you to not grow weary in praying? How are you to uh, keep your mind focused as you're praying? It's keeping alert with an attitude of thanksgiving. And the very foundation for us to be able to give thanksgiving to God is the gospel of Jesus Christ. As we face trials, we know that God is working those trials out for our good. Why? Because he has called us to be conformed to the image of his son as his children, right? Uh, As we undergo great pain and suffering, we can trust that nothing separates us from the love of God, which is found in Christ Jesus through what? Through the gospel of Jesus Christ and so on and so on. So all of our thanksgiving to God comes from the very foundation of having a relationship with God through the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to come full circle now and we look at verse three, he says, praying at the same time. So have an attitude of thanksgiving founded upon the gospel, praying at the same time for us as well, that God will open to us a door for the word so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I have also been imprisoned that I may make it clear in the way that I ought to proclaim it. So not only should our prayers be full of thankfulness and gratitude unto the Lord for his saving grace, but also at the same time, our prayer should be full of pleading for the lost souls around us. Our prayer should be full of pleading that we would have opportunity to see doors open to us for sharing the gospel with the lost. If the apostle Paul, right? The man who wrote the book of Romans and many other books in the New Testament, and the Lord has used him marvelously and incredibly throughout the history of Christianity through his writings and his teachings to draw people to Christ as their Lord and Savior. He himself is asking that believers would pray for him to know how to share the gospel. Don't you find that interesting to hear? The guy who wrote Romans asking for prayer of how he in order for him to know, right? Um, He says that I may make it clear in the way that he ought to proclaim the gospel. Boy, what humility from Paul. What incredible humility that he shares in sharing this request. And so we too, we need to be praying for each other. I need your prayers and you need our prayers. We all should be praying for each other that we would know how to clearly proclaim the gospel and that God would open up doors for us to proclaim the gospel, and that we would be bold, that we would not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ as those doors open, but have wisdom and clarity in how we ought to share it. So my encouragement to you and to myself is that we would be more prayerful in regards to sharing the gospel, fulfilling the great commission that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ gave to us, and that we would keep it at the forefront of our minds, because if we don't share, they won't hear. And if they don't hear, they can't believe. And if they don't believe, they'll never call upon him to be saved. Therefore, let us be praying for these opportunities and praying for wisdom for each other. I'm going to pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word and these considerations. Would you help us? We need your grace. In Jesus' name, amen.